Welcome to Dreamful Podcast. Bedtime stories for slumber. I would like to start off our spooky episode by thanking our newest Patreon supporters, Nancy Villa, Elena Horace, and Lauren Thompson. Thank you all so much, and I hope you have the sweetest of dreams. If you find value in Dreamful and would also like to contribute to the show, please visit dreamfulstories.com, where you can find info about the show, and on the support page, there's a link to become a Patreon subscriber. Patreon members get access to bonus episodes, of which there are now almost 40, and perks like voting on future episodes, holographic stickers, giveaways, and behind-the-scenes extras. Trouble falling asleep can be an indication of underlying mental health problems. I personally have suffered from panic attacks that could sometimes last up to a couple hours. That's why I'm so thankful to be sponsored by BetterHelp, who helped me get the therapy I needed to rest easy at night. BetterHelp will assess your needs with a quick and comprehensive survey and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours in a safe and private online environment with the convenience of skipping an uncomfortable waiting room. Send a message to your counselor anytime and receive timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And if your counselor isn't a perfect fit for you, that's not a problem because BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. This service is available for clients worldwide, and you can find a licensed professional counselor that specializes in your specific needs. Best of all, it's more affordable than offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Start living a happier life today. As a listener of Dreamful, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash dreamful. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, help spelled H-E-L-P dot com slash dreamful. Patreon members voted on our spooky Halloween episode. And though it was close, this was the winner. I hope you enjoy the eerie Russian tale of the Baba Yaga. So, snuggle up in your blankets and have sweet dreams. In a certain kingdom, there lived a merchant. Twelve years did he live as a married man, but he had only one child, 
Vasilisa the Fair. When her mother died, the girl was eight years old, and on her deathbed, the merchant's wife called her little daughter to her, took out from under the bedclothes a doll, gave it to her, and said, Listen, Vasilisa dear, remember and obey these last words of mine. I am going to die, and now, together with my parental blessing, I bequeath to you this doll. Keep it always by you, and never show it to anybody, and whenever any misfortune comes upon you, give the doll food and ask its advice. When it is fed, it will tell you a cure for your troubles. Then the mother kissed her child and died. After his wife's death, the merchant mourned for her for a long time and then began to consider marrying again. He was a man of means. It wasn't a question with him of girls with dowries. More than all others, a certain widow took his fancy. She was middle-aged and had a couple daughters of her own, just about the same age as Vasilisa. She must be both a good housekeeper and an experienced mother. The merchant married the widow, but he had deceived himself, for he did not find in her a kind mother for his Vasilisa. Vasilisa was the prettiest girl in all the village, but her stepmother and stepsisters were jealous of her beauty and tormented her with every possible sort of toil in order that she might grow thin from overwork and be tanned by the sun and the wind. Her life was made a burden to her. Vasilisa bore everything with resignation, and every day grew plumper and prettier, while the stepmother and her daughters lost flesh and fell off in appearance from the effects of their own spite, notwithstanding that they always sat with folded hands like fine ladies. But how did that come about? Why, it was her doll that helped Vasilisa. If it hadn't been for it, however could the girl have got through all her work? And therefore, it was that Vasilisa would never eat all her share of a meal, but always kept the most delicate morsel for her doll. And at night, when all were at rest, she would shut herself up in the narrow chamber in which she slept and feast her doll, saying the while, There, dolly, feed. Help me in my need. I live in my father's house, but never know what pleasure is. My evil stepmother tries to drive me out of the white world, 
teach me how to keep alive and what I ought to do. Then the doll would eat and afterwards give her advice and comfort her in her sorrow. And next day, it would do all Vasilisa's work for her. She had only to take her ease in a shady place and pluck flowers. And yet, all her work was done in good time. The beds were weeded, and the pails were filled, and the cabbages were watered, and the stove was heated. Moreover, the doll showed Vasilisa herbs, which prevented her from getting sunburnt. Happily did she and her doll live together. Several years went by. Vasilisa grew up and became old enough to be married. All the marriageable young men in town sent to make an offer to Vasilisa, whilst at her stepmother's daughters, not a soul would so much as look. Her stepmother grew even more savage than before and replied to every suitor, we won't let the younger marry before her elders. And after the suitors had been packed off, she used to beat Vasilisa by way of wreaking her spite. It happened one day that the merchant had to go away from home on business for a long time. Thereupon, the stepmother went to live in another house, and near that house was a dense forest. And in a clearing in that forest, there stood a hut, and in the hut lived a Baba Yaga. She never let anyone come near her dwelling, and she ate up people like so many chickens. Having moved into the new abode, the merchant's wife kept sending her hated Vasilisa into the forest on one pretense or another. But the girl always got home safe and sound. The doll used to show her the way and never let her go near the Baba Yaga's dwelling. The autumn season arrived. One evening, the stepmother gave out their work to the three girls. One she set to lace making, another to knitting socks, and the third, Vasilisa, to weaving. And each of them had her allotted amount to do. By and by, she put out the lights in the house, leaving only one candle alight where the girls were working, and then she went to bed. The girls worked and worked. Presently, the candle wanted snuffing. One of the stepdaughters, 
took the snuffers, as if she were going to clear the wick. But instead of doing so, in obedience to her mother's orders, she snuffed the candle out, pretending to do so by accident. What shall we do now? said the girls. There isn't a spark of fire in the house, and our tasks are not yet done. We must go to the Baba Yaga's for light. My pins give me light enough, said the one who was making lace. I shan't go. And I shan't go either, said the one who was knitting socks. My knitting needles give me light enough. Vasilisa, you must go for the light, they both cried out together. Be off to the Baba Yaga's and they pushed Vasilisa out of the room. Vasilisa went into her little closet, set before the doll a supper which she had provided beforehand, and said, Now Dolly, feed and listen to my need. I'm sent to the Baba Yaga's for the light. The Baba Yaga will eat me, the doll fed, and its eyes began to glow, just like a couple of candles. Never fear, Vasilisa dear, it said. Go where you're sent. Only take care to keep me always by you. As long as I'm with you, no harm will come to you at the Baba Yaga's. So Vasilisa got ready put her doll in her pocket, crossed herself, and went out into the thick forest. Vasilisa trembled as she walked through the wood. Suddenly, a horseman galloped by, he was white and dressed in white, under him a white horse, and the trappings of the horse were white. And the day began to break. She went on a little further, and a second rider galloped by. He was red, dressed in red, and sitting on a red horse and the sun rose. Vasilisa went on walking all night and all next day. It was only towards the evening that she reached the clearing on which stood the dwelling of the Baba Yaga. The fence around it was made of dead men's bones. On the top of the fence were stuck human skulls with eyes in them instead of uprights at the gates were men's legs, instead of bolts were arms, instead of a lock was a mouth with sharp teeth. Vasilisa was frightened out of her wits and stood still as if rooted to the ground. Suddenly, there rode past another horseman. He was black 
dressed in all black and on a black horse. He galloped up to the Baba Yaga's gate and disappeared, just as if he had sunk through the ground. And night fell, but the darkness did not last long. The eyes of all the skulls on the fence began to shine, and the whole clearing became as bright as if it had been midday. Vasilisa shuddered with fear, but stopped where she was, not knowing which way to run. Soon there was heard in the forest a terrible roar. The trees cracked, the dry leaves rustled. Out of the forest came the Baba Yaga, riding in a mortar, urging it on with a pestle, sweeping away her traces with a broom. Up she drove to the gate, stopped short, and snuffing the air around her, cried, Foul, foul, I smell Russian flesh. Who's there? Vasilisa went up to the hag in a terrible fright, bowed low before her, and said, It's me, Granny. My stepsisters have sent me to you for a light. Very good, said the Baba Yaga. I know them. If you'll stop a while with me first, and do some work for me, I'll give you a light. But if you won't, I'll eat you. Then she turned to the gates and cried, Ho, thou firm fence of mine, be thou divided. And ye, wide gates of mine, do ye fly open. The gates opened, and the Baba Yaga drove in, whistling as she went, and after her followed Vasilisa, and then everything shut again. When they entered the sitting room, the Baba Yaga stretched herself out at full length and said to Vasilisa, Fetch out what there is in the oven. I'm hungry. Vasilisa lighted a splinter at one of the skulls, which were on the fence, and began fetching meat from the oven and setting it before the Baba Yaga, and meat enough had been provided for a dozen people. Then she fetched from the cellar mead, beer, and wine. The hag ate up everything, drank up everything. All she left for Vasilisa was a few scraps, a crust of bread, and a morsel of sucking pig. Then the Baba Yaga lay down to sleep, saying, when I go out tomorrow morning, mind you cleanse the courtyard, sweep the room, cook the dinner, and get the linen ready. Then go to the Corbin, take out four quarters of wheat, and clear it of other seed. And mind you, have it all done. If you don't, I shall eat you. After giving these orders, 
the Baba Yaga began to snore. But Vasilisa set the remnants of the hag supper before her doll, burst into tears, and said, Now, Dolly, feed, listen to my need. The Baba Yaga has set me a heavy task and threatens to eat me if I don't do it all. Do help me. The doll replied, Never fear, Vasilisa the Fair. Sup, say your prayers and go to bed. The morning is wiser than the evening. Vasilisa woke very early, but the Baba Yaga was already up. She looked out of the window. The light in the skull's eyes was going out. All of a sudden, there appeared the white horseman, and all was light. The Baba Yaga went out into the courtyard and whistled. Before her appeared a mortar with a pestle and a broom. The red horseman appeared. The sun rose. The Baba Yaga seated herself in the mortar and drove out of the courtyard shooting herself along with the pestle, sweeping away her traces with a broom. Vasilisa was left alone, so she examined the Baba Yaga's house, wondered at the abundance there was in everything, and remained lost in thought as to which work she ought to take first. She looked up, all her work was done already. The doll had cleared the wheat to the very last grain. Oh, my doll, cried Vasilisa. You saved me from danger. All you've got to do now is to cook the dinner, answered the doll, slipping into Vasilisa's pocket. And then take some rest for your health's sake. Towards evening, Vasilisa got the table ready and awaited the Baba Yaga. It began to grow dusk. The black rider appeared for a moment at the gate, and all grew dark. Only the eyes of the skull set forth their light. The trees began to crack. The leaves began to rustle. Up drove the Baba Yaga. Vasilisa went out to meet her. Is everything done? asked the Yaga. Please look for yourself, Granny, said Vasilisa. The Baba Yaga examined everything and was vexed that there was nothing to be angry about and said, Well, well. Very good. Afterwards, she cried. My trusty servants, zealous friends, grind this my wheat. There appeared three pairs of hands, which gathered up the wheat and carried it out of sight. The Baba Yaga slept, went to bed, and again gave her orders to Vasilisa. 
do just the same tomorrow as today. Only besides that, take out of the bin the poppy seed that is there, and clean the earth off it grain by grain. Someone or other, you see, has mixed a lot of earth with it out of spite. Having said this, the hag turned to the wall and began to snore. And Vasilisa took to feeding her doll. The doll fed and then said to her what it had said the day before. Go to sleep. The morning is wiser than the evening. All shall be done, Vasilisa dear. The next morning, the Baba Yaga again drove out of the courtyard in her mortar, and Vasilisa and her doll immediately did all the work. The hag returned, looked at everything, and cried, My trusty servants, zealous friends, press forth oil from the poppy seed. Three pairs of hands appeared, gathered up the poppy seed, and bore it out of sight. The Baba Yaga sat down to dinner. She ate, but Vasilisa stood silently by. Why don't you speak to me? said the Baba Yaga. There you stand like a dumb creature. I didn't dare, answered Vasilisa, but if you give me leave, I should like to ask you about something. Ask away, only it isn't every question that brings good. Get much to know, and old soon you'll grow. I only want to ask you, Granny, about something I saw. As I was coming here, I was passed by one riding on a white horse. He was white himself, and dressed in white. Who was he? That was my bright day, answered the Baba Yaga. Afterwards, there passed me another rider, on a red horse, red himself, and all in red clothes. Who was he? That was my red son, answered the Baba Yaga. And who may be the black rider, Granny, who passed by me just at your gate? That was my dark knight. They are all trusty servants of mine. Vasilisa thought of the three pairs of hands, but held her peace. Why don't you go on asking, said the Baba Yaga. That's enough for me, Granny. You said yourself, get too much to know, and old you'll grow. It's just as well, said the Baba Yaga, that you've only asked about what you saw out of doors, not indoors. In my house, I hate having dirt carried out of doors. And as to over-inquisitive people, well, I eat them. Now I'll ask you something. 
How is it you manage to do the work I set you to do? My mother's blessing assists me, replied Vasilisa. Eh? What's that? Get along out of my house, you blessed daughter. I don't want blessed people. She dragged Vasilisa out of the room, pushed her outside the gates, took one of the skulls with blazing eyes from the fence, stuck it on a stick, gave it to her, and said, Lay hold of that. It's a light you can take to your stepsisters. That's what they sent you here for, I believe. Home went Vasilisa at a run, lit by the skull, which went out only at the approach of the dawn. And at last, on the evening of the second day, she reached home. When she came to the gate, she was going to throw the skull away. Surely, she thought, they can't still be in want of a light at home. But suddenly, a hollow voice issued from the skull, saying, Throw me not away. Carry me to your stepmother. She looked at her stepmother's house, and not seeing a light in a single window, she determined to take the skull in there with her. For the first time in her life, she was cordially received by her stepmother and stepsisters who told her that from the moment she went away, they hadn't had a spark of fire in the house. They couldn't strike a light themselves anyhow, and whenever they brought one in from a neighbor's, it went out as soon as it came into the room. Perhaps your light will keep in, said the stepmother. So they carried the skull into the sitting room, but the eyes of the skull so glared the stepmother and her daughters. And it shot forth flames. They would fain have hidden themselves, but run where they would. Everywhere did the eyes follow after them. By the morning they were gone. And Vasilisa lived in peace.